I think you should first think about, uh, you know, where you're getting married, whether you're going to be in India, whether you're going to be abroad, whether, you know, your husband and your family-in-laws would like you to work after marriage or would they really support you, whether be it, you know, the emotional support or the financial support. How are you going to manage the financial support all by yourself? You know, whether your parents will support you. And uh, even if you get married, then what? Then why do you want to continue? Another stereotype is you come from a you know wealthy background. Why do you need to do it? Uh, another thing I kept hearing for a very long time is you must be doing it for pocket money. Like why would I be told doing like working so hard for pocket money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, uh, your father's a rich man. You know, you must be uh, doing it for pocket money. I said, no, uh, I don't take money from my father. <laughs> I like to do it on my own. Of course, I did take money from him. Uh, but those right. are for the more expensive things, you know. Right, right, right. And eventually I knew that I want to reach a point where I want mm. to be extremely independent. Right. And I want to be able to take care of myself. Hmm. to you know to kind of be a role model to my child as well hi hello namaste to all my listeners i'm your host sartak varshne and i welcome you all to the balls of steel show where you get an insight into the business mindset of the entrepreneurs dhandoni soch Our guest today is Ms. Neha Lula from Neha Lula Jewelry. Hi, Neha. Hi. Hi, Sarthak. Thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you so much for coming in. So, guys, before we begin, actually, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I forgot to say it before, but then I'm going to say it again. I forgot So, the point is, guys, uh, Neha is someone, you know, first of all, before even telling about Neha, let me give you one more thing. Neha has worked with you know brands and brands celebrities and whatnot and before that also when I I've already mentioned that she's running a jewelry brand so this is like if I'm not wrong to say this is the first jewelry brand on the show so I'm really glad that Neha you're here and I'm pretty sure guys that the story is going to be very very amazing because I mean if you do a background check on Neha I mean I haven't done a background check but all the only thing that I know as of she's worked with n number of celebrities and the brand is very global and she's growing at an insane pace so she's here i'm really really glad so thank you so much for coming in and let's you know talk about the story thank you sarthak thank you for having me and i'm equally excited to be here and talk about my journey of 20 years <laughs> uh two decades in the industry and it's been so 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 amazing so neha why don't we start by asking you the question what is the business that you are into because of which we're going to say that you've got the balls of steel so just to give you a brief we are a designer jewelry brand uh, in right. mumbai based in mumbai and hyderabad right. and uh, you know we we design we're into fine uh, diamond jewelry diamond and polki jewelry and okay. uh, we cater to all age groups and you know we cater to everyday wear jewelry to bridal jewelry to couture jewelry and uh, we supply everywhere in india and across uh, the globe uh, in b2b and b2c so you know neha that sounds really interesting but you know we don't do short stories 
and uh, now i would want you to dive deeper into your journey and so you know why don't you tell me everything in detail about your entrepreneur journey starting from the very beginning till the current point at which you are starting with my journey uh, my journey started in 2000 uh, mm-hmm. that is 20 years ago uh, 21 almost mm-hmm. and uh, so actually the you know jewelry i was i was always always very very passionate about jewelry uh, right from childhood from okay. when i remember i was about 8 years old or 9 years old and one day i saw my mom wearing these jhumkas so they were mm. kundan jhumkas i'm going to use a little technical terms here Absolutely. you know for all jewelry lovers who understand you know kundan jewelry and polki jewelry mm. and it had very beautiful jadai in it of of the kundan and you know with beautiful meenakari work in it so okay. it was a turquoise blue color jhumka and i saw her wearing and i told her mom can you give these to me to see and i was mm. so fascinated with the blue color and i kept looking at how it was made and the colors that were used and the stones that were you know embedded mm-hmm. so um that i was very fascinated and that you know built an interest in me to learn more about jewelry right from then and uh, very frequently i used to tell her that you know remove all your jewelry let me see you know what you've got <laughs> and i used to keep seeing all her pieces her gold jewelry and diamonds weren't you know so big back then it was more of gold jewelry and kundan jewelry right so i yeah so i used to keep seeing everything and i used to keep telling her why don't you wear this with this outfit and why don't you make this into this and she used to keep telling me you're just 8 years old you know 9 years old why are you so much into jewelry i said i love jewelry and you know it became a joke in my house that you know when i grow up i'm going to marry a jeweler because every day i'll wear a new piece of jewelry so <laughs> for the longest time they all thought that i'm going to marry a jeweler because i love jewelry mm-hmm. right and yes you know being coming from a sindhi family we were always you know uh, investment uh, jewelry something that you know is a very good investment we consider it as a very good investment and right. it is something that can be passed on to generations Mm-hmm. um so yeah in my growing years i saw a lot of jewelry in the house and my mom buying from various jewelers and back then there was no real concept of designers you know mm-hmm. designing jewelry and creating them <clears throat> and okay. uh, yes so i did my schooling and everything and you know i started with college and i think after my hsc when i it was just about to i was just you know gallivanting with my friends in college and my mm-hmm. father used to hate it and you know he just made me sit one day in front of him and he's like you are just you know wasting time what is your future what are your future plans right. what what do you want to do in life is this all what you want to do what have you thought about your career Right. and i just gave him such a blank look because i had nothing in my mind right so you know out of that uh, giving a concrete answer of what i have to do because it was a real pressure on me back then that you know you're going to be 18 and you haven't thought of a career right. and my dad has always been very very strict and my mom has been very particular about me being very independent you know right from the beginning Mm-hmm. so there was nothing like you know <clears throat> that your brother can do and you can't do it 
he has to be independent and you have to be equally independent okay so uh, i sat down and the first thing that came to my mind was jewelry so all these years because you know somewhere it was imbibed in me it was just there that you know i think it just came out very naturally okay that i want to do jewelry so he's like okay what's the plan right so i was like okay i'll come up with a plan <laughs> and then i started looking for universities in mumbai and uh, you know uh, the the idea was to uh, start there is a university called sndt in in mumbai which right. is back then it was very, it, it still is very popular but back then it was like the most popular university for arts uh, right. arts and fashion Mm-hmm. and uh, so i started i joined another academy called vakeel's academy uh, of jewelry design uh, right. i i started with a basic designing course to prepare myself for um for an entrance exam at sndt okay yeah so when i started that uh, gradually i found out that you know here at the same institute they have a 6 months uh, advanced course which will get me a diploma and if okay. i am doing 3 years course at sndt that is also getting me a diploma and along with the designing i can do my manufacturing and my diamond assortment grading you know everything the gemstones all of it i can finish mm-hmm. in a span of 6 months to a year versus 3 right. years so you know being that sindhi business woman i said why not just get the diploma yeah. and you know start business uh-huh. and uh, yeah of course i mean things are different now uh, everybody is into the degree and you know if given an opportunity today i would also like to get it right. but back then things were different and mm. you know when you come from a business background all you think about right. is how you make money right and when of course you know you have you are so passionate about something it just works very well for you right so uh yes so did i did my uh designing jewelry designing and manufacturing and diamond assortment graded gemstone grading and all of it mm-hmm. and uh, in the year 2000 itself i finished okay. my courses and simultaneously with another course going on i started my first internship in october 20 uh, sorry 2000 when i turned just after i turned 18 years old Okay. and uh, simultaneously i had my graduation going on from the university of mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, for 6 months after my first internship of 6 months um that was done i thought you know let me take a break now but uh, again you know thanks to my dad he doesn't believe in the idea of a break <laughs> again i was made to sit down asking right. okay now your internship is over what's the next plan Right. I was like give me a breather you know <laughs> He's like no you tell me what's the plan I said right. okay so again what came to my mind was let me mm-hmm. let me you know start uh freelancing and right. let me see how this goes He's like mm-hmm. no but there will be a lot of investment and you know you are too small for this you you haven't worked anywhere much without any experience how can you just get into business Hmm. So I said okay I will not invest anything right now but let me start designing and taking orders on those designs. <clears throat> hmm. So I very well remember the first order that I made was uh, uh, was a sketch of a pendant 
and it was for my neighbor so that was right. like the first pendant that i made and the the price was 3000 rupees right and it was of gold and it it had a gemstone and one diamond in it so uh, it's very sweet when i think of it back then like 3000 when you getting a diamond pendant <laughs> which has absolutely no value now right. and uh, so yeah my first client was my neighbor and that gave me a lot of confidence to you know start from there and gradually you know convert family and close friends into clients with designing pieces and taking orders but uh-huh. but when i started when i took that order i took it with in all excitement but right. i had absolutely zero knowledge on how do i get my craftsmen how on how do i procure all the raw material huh. and how do i just you know pull all the shit together right so uh then you know it my mom it it struck her that you know since she is been buying jewelry from so many jewelers why not mm-hmm. take help from them Right, and she called one jeweler and said, "You know, my daughter start starting a business, and you know, would you help us with some carigars of yours?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I will get back to you, get back to you." And he never got back. <laughs> <laughs> Then it struck her that one of her cousins, who was also making jewelry from the same guy, had her carigar come to her place for some diamond setting. So she called yeah. her. and she said you know hi kamla why don't you help me out with my daughter's thing and she right. like yeah yeah of course the carigar had come i have his number mm. and uh, so i got the number i got in touch with him then the the carigar got me in touch with a, a diamond vendor because i mm. come from an absolutely zero jewelry background there's right. nobody like far off in my family also or even friends right who, who's been into jewelry right so my so that again my parents were like so apprehensive that you know you don't have any knowledge we don't have any knowledge we we just bought jewelry but you know we've never really known the nitty gritties of you know how the business works and right. uh, so yeah one thing led to the other one connection led to the other and that's how i completed my first order that gave me a lot of confidence to take many more orders and mm-hmm. then you know i would back then personally visit all my clients to you know build that relation with them and through word of mouth get many more such uh clients mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very very good business uh, i mean phase for jewelry business back then right since there were no other distractions of your branded handbags and your cars and you know things like that jewelry mm-hmm. was the investment to go for right so um i think ex- any extra savings that women would have or any gifts that the husband would husbands would want to gift or mm-hmm. any kitty parties kitty savings and marriages and things like that jewelry was the thing and right. diamonds back then were very new you know people had they had their shift from gold they were in the transition of moving from gold to diamonds and you know it was getting very big at that time so i think right. i entered the industry at the at a very very right time but with a lot of challenges because again a uh, designer was something that was not understood the minute you say you know you're a designer you're just automatically considered very expensive mm-hmm. which happens till date <laughs> but yeah we do give an edge over the others right so right. why not <clears throat> 
so yeah so uh, i i did my uh, freelancing from 2001 to 2004 wow and, three years of freelancing yeah so okay. uh, in 2004 i i met uh, you know one one a friend who offered me a partnership uh, okay. and uh, i have always been somebody who's you know always wanted to grow and mm-hmm. always thought of you know how one can expand and how one can grow in life and do new things so i said why not you know it'll be a great help for me as well because he his father was in the jewelry business okay. and uh, I always thought that you know, since I come from a non-jewelry background, whatever help can work, however, you know, would be great. Right. And we started a partnership, and uh, it was an equal partnership, and uh, you okay. know, with an e- equal amount of small investments, not very large, mm-hmm. because uh, you know, everything that we were, I was doing was on my own back then. Since everything was right. like small, uh, it was okay, and it was manageable. and right. uh, so we started and uh, to be very honest with you till my college times i was very very um, what do you call like i didn't value money right and i was quite a spendthrift i was still love to right. pay <laughs> but i think once you just you know start your own business you understand how it operates and you just automatically become so stingy <laughs> a lot of things Right. So yeah I mean I always had the thing of you know earning and making it on my own I mean mm-hmm. as much as possible you know right so yes we did get into that partnership and within 2 to 3 months of our partnership we took an office on rent and okay. uh, his father was uh, offered a showroom partnership by somebody okay and his father said you know I have to take my son into it and the son told him since i started just started a new business with this girl i cannot leave her i need to take her with me right so that's how i was offered a partnership for a showroom and that was a great breakthrough for me at the age of uh, when was that 2004 2005 right. yeah so i was like barely 22 years old and uh, okay. yeah 22 23 years old and okay. uh, yeah so uh, but uh, you know after the discussion in my family my father said you know why not we also invest you know hmm. it's a good opportunity why not invest and make it big instead of just ha- being like an active partner and having a certain percentage or a fixed remuneration mm-hmm. why don't you go bigger on the percentage and right. it's okay we can take the risk and mm. uh, you know after having the discussion with them unfortunately the only mindset was that you know you're a, you're a girl and tomorrow you will get married and you'll have a family and you may not want to continue mm. so very unfortunately you know the mindset is there that women do not take their commitment seriously work commitment seriously right. and uh, you know you can't really have an investment with them and you can't really look at a bigger business prospect with them mm-hmm. so uh so i said okay no problem and then i said also let me take it as a learning experience right and uh, yeah we started the partnership and you know the launch happened and it went off pretty well and uh, we continued together for 3 years and okay. you know i was looking into the the uh, design manufacturing and the sales part of it 
So okay. it was a very good experience for three years. And then after three years, again, I got the itch that, you know, let me look for something more. Mm. You know, I now need to see growth again. And right. I need to look for other opportunities and, you know, probably either work with more people, different people or just different uh, departments. Right. So after two, three years, that is 2008, I uh, took a, you know, I started looking for opportunities and I met this another jeweler my mom used to buy jewelry from and I had met him so you know I shared a good right. with him and uh, when I met him you know he had already heard about my work and uh, he did mention that you know I've got a great feedback about your work and I'll be very excited to offer a, again a partnership with you of opening a new showroom in Andheri. Wow okay yeah so uh, that was 2008 and I was 25 years old and um, so he offered, uh, uh, you know, managing his showroom, a new showroom, again with Active Partnership and okay. uh, yeah, so I worked with him and understood his entire business, you know, I'm, and in our industry, I'm sure actually in all industries, all the businessmen really know how to keep their secrets, right? <laughs> Any new uh, person entering the business, is, it's like, a, you know, you know that you don't have to really open your cards to that person. And it's right. up to you, you know, when you're entering a new firm, it's up to you how much you really observe and how much you pick up yeah. from, you know, your mentor. Like, I would call that person my mentor because honestly, that was the, the, the best learning experience I've ever had. The one okay. hour of my learning experience with that dweller was the most amazing experience. Uh, he gave me a lot of space to understand and to work in my own way. Mm -hmm. And I being a very, very keen observer and mm -hmm. a very fast learner. Right. Although I was not thrown into any department there, but I could sneak my way out, you know, everywhere and just <laughs> observe everything and just learn everything on my own. Right. And uh, yeah, so that went on for a year and it went on pretty well. So I started from scratch, right from doing a Reiki of, uh, you know, uh, finding a, a, the right spot in Andheri to open a showroom to uh, finding... I mean, to, to getting the interiors done, to we, like closing the entire negotiation on the rent and everything and everything. So that was an amazing experience again for me at the age of 25. Right. right. And uh, again, you know, the only help that I would always get from my family, it's, it's definitely an amazing, like a very, very big help was financially. But right. these were the challenges that I had to just figure it out all by myself. So there were no, no working hours. I would work till 12 in the night, till 4 in the morning. You call me at 6, I'm there. You call me at 7, I'm there. I remember a time, you know, just the night before the launch of that yeah. showroom. 12 o'clock in the night, I was there with just one pune and we were getting the work done. And I got out and I forgot the keys inside the showroom. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, wow, what have I got myself into? <laughs> it's okay. 12 in the night, who's going to come to help me? And me and my pune are just sitting outside the office, boy. And 
you know uh-huh. I, i was like shitting bricks to call the owner <laughs> and tell him you know we are stuck outside in the showroom keys are inside mm. so you know thankfully it was it was very sweet of him and understanding of him and he sent uh-huh. his entire team of like five to six men there and oh like in the showroom and i kind of felt rescued <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So it was it was really an amazing experience and you know we had a great launch with a lot of celebrities there wow yeah and yeah of course that was his uh, all his effort and yeah my okay. effort, everything mm-hmm. so uh, yeah he he is a very well known name in the industry so okay uh, it was it was amazing working with him and mm-hmm. after one year <clears throat> then again you know i thought it's been amazing uh, nine years that i have uh spent you know working with different people and getting different kinds of um experiences and exposures hmm. so what's next what's and next what's next <laughs> yeah for that itch is always there to learn more right. grow right. more right. and explore more hmm. so end of 2008 we ended our association and uh, february 2009 i was getting married So okay. I took a little break, and I got married. Finally, finally, I got yes. <laughs> After nine years, I took a break, <laughs> and that was amazing. So right. I took a like three months break in all, and then my husband was you know the amazing, most amazing support system that he's been, right. um, and he's always seen me working. So he just couldn't understand what am I doing at home. Then he mm-hmm. sat down with me asking, <laughs> "What is your plan now?" I said, "Let me chill and take a break." And yeah. he's like, "No, I can't see you like this. You need to work. You know, I've always seen you independent, and I can't just see you in the house." I said, "No, no, yeah. I will definitely get back, but I need to figure out what I have to do." Uh, so he really pushed me and said, "You know, just start." Right. And uh, uh, you know, I had an office of mine, uh, and I I just started. So that was. that was the beginning of mehalula jewelry 2009 okay. where i started and i started with one office and one office boy and i would just come and design and spend a few hours and i would come on alternate days because i was still trying to figure out what i want to do mm-hmm. and uh, you know slowly slowly all my clients started coming back to me you know they all started inquiring about jewelry and they asked me to design pieces for them and mm-hmm. things like that so it really gave me a kick and i said okay i think i'm ready you know now right. i'm ready to start my brand and uh you know go all out <clears throat> and slowly slowly i started developing a team i started doing exhibitions in mumbai in hyderabad in ahmedabad in different cities and uh, yeah and then i built a team and it it just went off very very well of course initially i did take uh, you know financial help from my parents okay and uh, the you know amazing support they have given me i'm always mm-hmm. thankful to them uh, you know the independence they've taught me uh, they i mean they've taught me to be independent and at the same time they've always been there hmm. so um uh, yes with that help which i would like to someday return you know whenever right. possible i have it in mind i'm not sure they'll take it but right. i definitely have it in mind to you know right. return it back 
and uh, yes so we started with exhibitions and everything and i built a team and it started doing very very well initially of course it took you know a couple of years for the break break even like any other new business and uh, since then there has been absolutely no looking back we've done very well for ourselves right. the company's really flourished hmm. and uh, <clears throat> then in 2014 I got my first award uh, by uh, GJTCI, right. uh, German Jewelry Trade Council of India, where I was called to Ahmedabad, and I was awarded the best designer of the year. Wow! So uh, that was that was really really amazing. And uh, 2015, beginning of 2015, uh, when I was exhibiting in Hyderabad, um, I was offered. to open up a, a store in partnership in hyderabad okay so that was another breakthrough in my journey mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i was offered that and uh, within you know we started everything we worked on everything and uh, we finalized everything and we just started and i got pregnant <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh, i broke the news to her and yeah. it was really sweet of her because i was expecting my like i was my was due the same year i was right. due at the end of 2015 right and i broke to broke the news to her in the very first month mm-hmm. that uh, you know this is how it is and she, it was very sweet of her to say you know what it's totally okay if you want to postpone it you know okay but you know being so so passionate about it and the kick that i really get with working and you know uh, getting new opportunities and with expansion and, and nlj is my baby right? right it's my first baby honestly right right so i was like no i i don't want to postpone this i want to go ahead with it and uh, you know considering all the 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 number of hours that would be needed to be given hmm. to a new venture and hmm. uh, a new partnership and everything i just didn't want to step back i wanted to go ahead with it and uh, we started work on it the you know the store was getting ready and the collections were getting ready and uh, in 2 in december 2015 i delivered Okay. And the next thing that I am doing is after my delivery 15 minutes after my delivery I am on a work call <laughs> from the hospital bed I start my work again. And of course I was very excited and very happy with the baby coming and all of it but somewhere you know the back of my mind my other baby was also calling me. <laughs> right, right. So I mean I'm that passionate about my work. Right. And uh yeah so um everything happened and with my bundle of joy coming along and you know as they say it in in our Hindu tradition that Lakshmi aayi hai Lakshmi lai hai. Right? Right. Right. So she bought me my uh, a lot of luck for me and the new store oh, wow. happened. We launched the store in uh, 2016 April. Okay. And I took her along with me for the opening. She was uh, three months old, four months old. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, that happened. That was an, an amazing breakthrough in my journey. 
and after that uh, just two months after that i was chosen uh, as a jury member for a very very prestigious uh, awards uh, organization uh, okay. yeah so again i would carry her along with me wherever i would go because it was the first year and right. i did not want to you know miss out on a single opportunity given to me because right. i had an amazing amazing support system of my husband and my parents and my in-laws right uh you know so i would take her with me and my husband would also join me uh you know for these events right, right. so that way i've been very lucky mm-hmm. and uh, very thankful to them for always being there right because without their system i don't think i can do anything absolutely absolutely right. okay and what after 2016 So after 2016 uh, yes so then I started getting a lot of these opportunities to be as a jury member mm-hmm. you know for these different prestigious organizations and uh, then again we started with our different uh, exhibitions in different cities and you know uh, uh like there was no looking back we're going all out uh, mm-hmm. doing b2b b2c and it was all going very very well Hmm. where then covid happened <laughs> for everybody yes <laughs> with yeah. Our, yeah so we had some more expansion expansion plans uh you know just before 2020 and then covid happened i right. was i was planning to open a manufacturing unit of my okay. own Hmm. just before that before the lockdown and i was in talks with a lot of people and you know the working was going on uh yeah so this happened so in a way i got saved you know okay. uh i didn't venture into it and then get then got stuck right. i was lucky that it happened earlier i mean that's the positive way of looking at it right and uh, yeah so uh, definitely it was a big hit for everybody hmm. but uh, you know we added a lot of feathers to our cap in 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 covid uh, we okay. bagged three awards back to back for okay. our designs in 2020 oh, wow. so wow. yes so i mean i'm i'm very happy that you know uh, nlj has proved to have that business module uh, that business model that has been sustainable even mm-hmm. in in such times and you know we could sustain and achieve such accolades and awards right and uh, yes we are uh, going live very very soon on a digital platform okay uh, that's like next week okay yeah and uh, we are also uh, we've also launched our uh, design conceptualization services okay uh, very recently where you know we are um uh we are tying up with jewelers nationally and internationally where we offer our design conceptualization <clears throat> sorry design conceptualization services to them mm-hmm. and as a designer and uh, yes so this is apart from all the the business that we are doing in b2b and b2c okay yes. that's quite a journey yeah yes absolutely yeah. 20 years amazing journey 20 long years definitely definitely oh my god and the beginning of the journey has really taught me how to you know it was it was not a cake walk not coming right. from a jewelry background not understanding how business functions no matter how much you learn 
you know, once you do it practically, right from day-to-day -day operations to your PR, to your marketing, to your finances, to your accounting, everything on your head and still proving for it to be a success. So it's not been a cakewalk, but it's really been an amazing journey. Oh my God. I mean, you know, the, just the way you said it right now, uh, I, if I'm not wrong, yes. So I guess last night, only I was scrolling through my Instagram, okay, and I came across this, uh, uh, definitely a reel, where Pitbull was there and he was giving a small speech where he was talking about, so uh, he was saying this one thing that, you know, uh, I didn't, uh, you definitely need money and you, you work for money, but when you reach that stature, it's it's all fine, but you don't really like it. What you look back and, you know, uh, pride upon is the journey because that journey was amazing. Those failures was amazing because Absolutely. that is because of them you are there. So, I mean, when you said all these things, just the way you said it, just reminded me of that and how, you know, I, I can just imagine the ecstasy that you might be feeling because <laughs> of the, you know, hurdles that you have crossed in your path and the, after everything that you have done and come, come to the point at which you are right now. Absolutely. Oh, Actually, yeah. I am so glad talking about it that, you know, I have, <laughs> it's been a nice uh, way to look back and reminisce everything that, okay, this is what actually happened and this is when it happened and, oh, really, I did get through that. <laughs> you know, I fell there, but I got up. I failed here, but then I tried again. Right. So, you know, it feels amazing. I know. I mean, looking back at the journey, it always does. I mean, it also gives a motivation also that, you know, if I have done this once, I can do it again. Just over and over again. Over right. and over again. That's always there. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really sweet and amazing journey that you have had. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's get more deep into it now that we know about the business, what exactly in this. But, you know, I really want to know one thing, Neha. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned that you are into B2B and B2C. So I would want you to, you know, enlighten me and my listeners a bit <coughs> more about what exactly is the B2B and the B2C model that you or maybe all the jewelers follow in the jewelry business because we're not much aware about it. Right. So uh, basically, when you say B2B, it's uh, mainly wholesale business. When okay. you supply, like it's from business to business. So from mm -hmm. one jeweler to another jeweler. Okay. Uh, that's one module. Uh, the other one is shop and shop con concept, which is fairly new. Okay. So, uh, you know, you have basically your shop inside another shop and okay. your jewelry goes under the, your name. So it is okay. not, yeah, it's not sold under their name. It's sold under your name. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you have various other modules as well. But this is what we follow. Okay. And B2C is business to consumer, basically, mm, direct right, consumer. Right, direct consumer. Yes. So that's uh, through exhibitions, through word of mouth, through our so online platforms, and mm. through a lot of exhibitions that we've been doing over the years. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay, so in like uh, trying to get a good hang around the B2B part, so when we talk about you directly wholesaling, so you send your designs, like you're wholesaling your designs or you're actually manufacturing the jewelry and then sending them to jewelers that, you know, this is, this was my X price, you can sell it at whatever price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's We, we are into, uh, we, we offer end-to-end -end solution. We offer right okay. from design to your ready product. Okay. So, yes, we are into manufacturing. We have in-house manufacturing and mm -hmm. we manufacture our own designs and sell. Okay. So, it is an entire collection that we offer to the jewelers. 
and they can pick from their ready collection. And of course, uh, you know, whatever modifications are needed, we Mm. do it as per their requirement. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's that's it. so means the uh, business, the other business, they have the full freedom to choose, like just from designs to the final product, whichever they find comfortable or whichever is the exact need. You serve it to them. Correct. So usually it works more on the ready products, but then okay. that's where we have our other, you know, service that is the design conceptualization service, mm-hmm. uh, wherein we get a briefing from the client. Mm. And we work on the concept, the theme, the story that they're looking for. Mm. We we build an entire collection of designs around that, keeping their requirement and the budget in mind, keeping right. the target audience in mind, right. and uh, you know, and also the technical aspects that they would need while manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So that is another entire service that we offer to the client, to all the jewelers. Okay. That we work with. Yeah. Okay, so when we talk about this specific service, like, you know, design conceptualization, so is it only consulting or is it inclusive of consulting and, you know, designing and delivering the final product? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not the final product. It is, okay. uh, so with some people, we have like the end-to-end solution. We have right. from designing till the uh, till the final product. Right. But with some of them, uh, you know, if they need our assistance in manufacturing, we offer that as well. If okay. if they need our uh, help only till the design, we mm-hmm. offer only the designs as well, like the concept and the design. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So that's quite a thing. Yeah, it's quite a thing because um, it 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 involves a lot of detailing, you know, mm-hmm. about the manufacturing as well, all the measurements, all all the raw materials, all right. the you know alloys and the gold that is needed, the weights, right. the specifications. Right. So yes, there's a lot of detailing in in the jewelry business. Oh, to be honest, Neha, I'll be very honest with you right now. Every moment you start going the details, na, meko pehla wala dialogue aata tha, tha, like, that I'll mention the details. And when you start mentioning the details, na, I was like, okay, abhi thoda zada hoga mere liye. <laughs> I was like, kundal jhumka chalega. Uske aage mujhe kuch pata hai. Jadai kya hoti hai? Mujhari kya hota hai? I mean, till kalamkari, I was like, fine. Kuch kuch no, there is no kalamkari. It's Meena kari. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Right. So I'm like, because honestly, being a guy, the only two or three things that would matter to me if I'm buying a jewelry primarily for my mom. Otherwise, so you know, there's no point for me to buy it. Honestly, it depends. If I really want to spend or not. If I'm let's say in Chandni Chok or if I'm at Connaught Place, it depends. But if I really want to buy something expensive, then that's a different story altogether. But yeah, generally for my mom and I know what she likes. Like, okay, oxidized person there. I'll go, I'll pick up two, three, I'll like kill her. And she'll be like very happy. Correct, so the correct. oxidized jewelry is something, you know, I'll be very honest. So guys, if you're listening to this, this is your, uh, you know, reward to the girl's heart. No, no, no. Today, who likes oxidized jewelry? Today, diamond jewelry, polka jewelry. <laughs> guys, please listen to that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> honestly, but the most of the people that I have met and girls that I know of, they go flat on oxidized jewelry. So I'm like, okay, this is this is the so area after, I, I think after hearing the podcast, they might want to switch, you know. 
जाएंगे एंड बहुत अच्छे से देखने और आगे भी आपको फॉरवर्ड करने आप आगे भी फॉरवर्ड कर सकते हैं एवरीथिंग गोज इन द नेम ऑफ नेहा लुला जूलरी ऑन फेसबुक ऑन पिंटरेस्ट ऑन इंस्टाग्राम एंड यू वुड लव टू सी ऑल द ब्यूटीफुल मॉडल्स एंड सेलिब्रिटीज आल्सो अडोनिंग आवर ज्वेलरी दैट्स राइट एंड आई हैव ब्यूटीफुल क्लाइंट्स हु हैव सम वेरी नाइस थिंग्स टू से अबाउट अस देयर टेस्टिमोनियल्स एंड यू नो वी आर वेरी ग्रेटफुल टू देम फॉर बीइंग सो लॉयल टू अस फॉर ऑल दीस इयर्स एंड सपोर्टिंग अस you know in this journey we definitely nothing without them absolutely i mean at the end see honestly bahut bar bolte hain customer is god yeah so, yeah customer yeah. is god yeah 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 absolutely that's absolutely there but yes do check that out i'm pretty i'm what i'm pretty sure it's it's, a, it's proven said done proven and everything she's made a name so designs are out there so go and pick that up right but yes neha lovely on that part now the thing that you know i'm looking forward to know from you is that you know since you have been into this uh, jewelry business from the very very early age the 2000s part where jewelry jewelry and designing was wasn't actually there and as you also mentioned that you know uh, you got into into the diamond wala sector when the diamond was actually picking up right, right. right and uh, designers weren't really seen as designers they were seen as like pretty expensive people and all those things were there so how do you see the market right now how has it changed or how's how has it got cluttered with many many designers pouring in and you know people becoming more aware about it so what is your opinion about the current market situation and the similar right. field right so i think uh, you know things have really evolved over a period of time uh, people's preferences have evolved because everybody is uh, you know very well traveled hmm. and very well aware of you know what is uh, happening around the world what kind of trends have picked up and hmm. uh, you know one thing connects with the other your your fashion sense will connect with your jewelry sense and so on and so on Mm. so uh yes right now that seems to be you know some clutter but that i guess is is in any business that you know people see doing uh success it's like mm. you know uh you know somebody starts and you know rest everybody just it's a herd mentality that that one is doing so when i want to do it whether you have the talent or not you will just join the gang right. because everybody is doing it absolutely so yes i think despite that people who've uh, you know made a name for themselves and have you know created that niche for themselves are always going to remain and uh, i think if you're proving yourself um, if you're offering an edge over the others to your mm. to your customers mm. uh, you know you'll always you'll always stand out right. I, i don't think there is an issue in that right 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 okay so on that note i would also want to know one thing neha that 
when we to, when we're talking about the evolution in terms of everything in terms of how the market reacts how the market is functioning right now so i i to also see it this way that you know markets are changing markets are digitizing like you know crazy right now and instagram is becoming the new marketplace oh yes and when i say that you know there are so many uh, upcoming designers who and what they do is they simply simply design the jewelry right and, and they probably make it via clay or anything of that sort i mean i respect them on all their efforts and everything but don't you think so when they start selling via instagram and let's say they pick up because of that and they start hitting that community engagement numbers let's say 25000 50000 of following right so they have a considerable number of people following them and a considerable amount of business so don't you think these guys are competition for you or any other jeweler or designer like you out there uh well not really because what you were talking about is a different segment altogether okay uh you know the so there are all different sorts of jewelry designers okay. some some design silver jewelry you know when you mention oxidized that goes into silver right uh some are into uh like more fashion jewelry which evol- which involves a lot of different kind of elements like mm. clay wood plastic okay. you know crystals many mm-hmm. many elements mm-hmm. so when we are talking about our field we come we are uh, considered in the fine jewelry business okay uh, so when we talk about gold and diamonds and gold keys and stuff we are right. considered to be in the fine jewelry business so of course the, the competition is huge right but eventually it is a a, a business of trust and mm-hmm. you know it is it is how well you can also sustain right in mm-hmm. the business so right. that is something uh, everybody notices and everybody has been i think any customer who comes to me does my background check before coming to me mm-hmm. uh, is very well aware of you know where i stand and how long i have been in the industry so right. i think that really counts to your you know credibility that somebody like her has been in the industry for 20 years somebody like her you know has been uh, in the same place since 11 years since right. she has started her own brand and mm. i think only thing you can see is you know just you just see her grow right so it's also how you know you create a reputation of your mm. brand and you know how true you are to your commitments to your words to what you offer to the clients and how how well you stay committed to that right right so competition right. isn't isn't like i said in every single field hmm. and uh, i think every business has their own clients you just have to find them absolutely agree yeah. to that okay on another note that i would want to know since we're talking about evolution how is nlj evolving with the digitization of the market so yes like i said we are going live next week Mm-hmm. and so we are we've anyways been available our jewelry you know we've done a lot of business through instagram and facebook mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> now with a website coming up uh you know it's it's a great way to uh, reach out to a bigger audience right and uh, yeah that's how we see ourselves evolving and even you know uh, through our you know everything going online with the zoom meetings and you know doing business overseas everything has become online right so i think we've cracked very good deals even there you know like since we launched our design consult uh, conceptualization service recently uh-huh. 
that way also we've done some very good business oh that's nice that's a great idea yeah. okay next thing that i would uh, you know i have this curiosity and urge to explore from your freelancing uh, days right. i didn't know you mentioned uh, that your first client was your neighbor and you did that gig for 3000 rupees right right, right. so that sweet memory definitely has evolved to you know doing what's and what's of lakhs and huge amounts of business what mm-hmm. i would like to learn from you in your specific business and definitely help my listeners who are trying to get into this business is the evolution of pricing so how did you decide when to price and how to price your jewelry and what all factors to consider in you know while you're trying to get to that part and how do you really price the stuff and when did you decide that okay now is the time to for a raise now a raise and keeping in mind the nlj brand factor so how how has that evolution happened and more on that note right so uh, definitely when i started the idea was not to earn money hmm. it was to build a clientele it was to you know uh, first create a name hmm. uh, build the trust you know Right. So definitely initially I was not looking at any profits I was looking at how I can make a client and how I can convince that client to make a piece of jewelry from my design to trust me with the kind of quality that I have to offer with the kind of finish that I have to offer and you know make her so comfortable that she comes back to me not alone but with 10 more women <laughs> right. So so definitely uh, the profit margin was not something you can look at initially when you're trying to build a business and you're trying to create a name for yourself right. uh, initially what you need to look at is how you can get the client so be mm. it of course you know you are working hard towards it you have a lot of you know <clears throat> heart and sweat gotten to it so mm. definitely you want to make some money out of it but initially that that wasn't the criteria for me mm-hmm. and uh, yes it took me 9 years nine long years to understand the business i'm still understanding it right. but yes to before i could start on my own to mm-hmm. you know spread my name as much as possible in the industry right that tomorrow if i have to exhibit somewhere a client coming to me should already have heard of this name absolutely or even if she's not heard if she wants to find out about my background she should get a good for feedback So yes it did it did take me a very long time to you know uh, create that name for myself and also considering how prices have evolved in terms of the the costing of the raw material okay. uh, you know when when i started gold prices were very very low and right now they are at an all time high right so in 20 years you can say they've gone up to i don't know uh 150 percent okay one minute three thousand yeah <laughs> yeah three thousand and now it's like 46 47 thousand right 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 so uh yeah it's 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 right now and like i said you know back then things were still easier because there weren't many designers and many jewelers in the industry so mm-hmm. i would say the competition was not very high of course now you know once you build your own brand you definitely want that brand value for it you right. know you you did really want that kind of you know that you should be uh, get paid what you have worked for 
but you also have to consider that you're in a very very competitive market and you right. do not want to lose out on your client right uh yes you may be a little more expensive because you are working on that x factor which the normal guys are not giving you the normal jewelers and you know the street dwellers are probably not giving you mm-hmm. so we work on that extra bit the extra detailing and the extra finish and the extra design exclusivity you know right. we where you might find us a little more expensive but i think we offer that kind of product as well at the same time keeping in mind that it's a very very price sensitive india is a very price sensitive market mm-hmm. so you know we don't keep it very expensive either okay that's 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 yeah. a plus point guys neha has said it herself that's yes, a plus point <laughs> go surprise your mothers now and your sisters and your girlfriends Yes, and wives. Why are you forgetting wives? <laughs> oh yes, I'm so sorry, guys. Babies, go back. Bolna, jutta, badenge. Mujhe mujhe padhaoge alag se. Absolutely. Right. I mean, when you said wives, na, I just got reminded of this joke that came around. So any wife who wife who listen to me or wives who listen to me, okay, jutta mat marna, please. This joke came around in COVID that itna time to humne babies ke saath honey moon toh bhi nahi bataya tha. Itna time humne lockdown mein bata diya. Or itni jewelry, I'm telling you, maine itni jewelry gifts that have gone out in COVID. Right. It's not even funny. You know, wives' yeah. birthday, wives. Uh, I mean, my, our dating anniversary. Uh-huh. after some 10 years 15 years of marriage that also came up in covid okay then uh, you know some anniversary this that this that and so yeah. many gifts went out in covid i think people just started <laughs> realizing the value they had for each other you know the love that was hidden somewhere just emerged all of right. that <laughs> ज्वेलरीट but nice. uh, jewelry is one thing that you know your investment is never really going to uh, you know go fail because gold is something that is always it's you know it's it's been a record that it's always grown the value has mm. always grown it's it's mm. never fallen right Or, yeah so uh, i think it's a very very good investment definitely guys apart from you know the feel good factor yes yeah so, so what do you think about digital gold since we're talking about investment what do you think about digital gold uh yeah i mean it's good but uh, that is again you know yeah i mean i mean can, see see uh, i don't think so that there's going to be feel good factor there but you know i guess yeah the, the touch and feel is not mm-hmm. there it's not that you put it on yourself but yes in mm-hmm. terms of investment is definitely good because you know if I, you I, have I, to see returns yeah. right right i checked the price today itself it was around 5000 per gram right uh, in digital gold right so right. and they all these platforms they definitely give you all that security factors and stuff that see the liquidity is very good mm-hmm. so you have overnight liquidity with digital gold जूलरी लेके इन्वेस्टमेंट करो ना पहनोगे भी करेक्ट 
absolutely for much See, jewelry is the only thing amongst uh, all your you know high end uh, valuable things your cars right. your bags your uh, whatever jewelry right. is the only thing that has value that has a, and especially in india it has a resale value your all your designer clothes are not going to get you any money mm-hmm. uh, yes apart from your watches your very high end watches right your cars are only going to depreciate your interior okay. your furniture is only going to depreciate your electronics are only going to depreciate jewelry is the only thing that appreciates okay, and yeah. plus plus you wear it and you enjoy it right <laughs> right i mean i'm pretty sure uh, neha must be an amazing sales person yeah <laughs> <laughs> has this ever been told to you has anyone told you that neha you just you know nailed it there I am buying it from you. <laughs> I just heard something like that last week, you know. Okay. It was from a very elderly person and I was okay. like, "Oh, I wish I could be like you when I was younger." I was okay. that was an amazing compliment. But yeah, no, I think I think I'm learning every day and there's still a lot to learn. Mhm. So, yeah, it's all with experiences in all these years. Okay, so now Neha, tell me since you know you are also serving to global clients, I would want to know that what is the one difference in the mindset of the Indian customers and the global customers <clears throat> that you are catering to that you have come across. So globally, the thing is, uh, the design is your product is is highly appreciated mm-hmm. in terms of you know the concept you come up with, right? The, the way you make it, the process behind it. Right. Each and every detail is very highly appreciated, hmm. and uh, there is no breakup value that has that is asked for, because there it is. It is a piece of you know uh, uh, what do you say? It's 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 a brand that you want to possess. You want to buy. You want to wear. You know. You want to have that uh, feeling of wearing. You want to aspire to wear a brand right. and wear a designer piece. Hmm. and uh, you know appreciate the design and the hmm. efforts that have gone into it right whereas in india uh, because since generations the mindset has been that you know jewelry is passed on to generations hmm. so you know the investment is very important it is very important for you to know how much are you investing and what kind of returns are you going to get into it Right. so unfortunately with the clutter that is around mm-hmm. uh, you know has has been built over the years and a lot of uh, you know copies that people do mm-hmm. so you know designers create and then they get copied right so because of that unfortunately i would say that you know people are still getting used to the idea of appreciating and buying on mrp versus mm-hmm. having an entire breakdown on the charges on you know the content basically that has gone into it right uh, versus internationally that's not the case internationally yeah. is how you present your brand and mm-hmm. how people appreciate it and how how much they love you know uh, like owning that piece right that's the difference it's quite a difference here yeah, because that is where our pockets come into place as in the person who's designing it that is where we make money or we lose money yes right. absolutely absolutely okay. but i i do see that evolving like mm-hmm. uh, we do not uh, you know up to a certain value we ourselves do not give a breakdown 
right. uh, on on pieces on the content that has gone into it because eventually there's a lot of hard work right. a lot of you know blood and sweat that goes into it right so uh, yes our clients are understanding people are evolving and getting used to the idea of buying it like that mm-hmm. and i think eventually it'll happen it's just a matter of time because a younger generation it is much easier to explain it to them it is much expla- easier to explain to people who are very well traveled mm-hmm. and in fact you find such people now in two tier three tier cities who are i feel are much more advanced than you know people in metropolitan cities mm-hmm. yes so i think it i think it'll work yes 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 okay so neha uh, so i mean there are a couple of questions on this part since you know you're talking about traveling and uh, all these things i think people are getting to know we know for a fact and i know for a fact that a lot of your designs are nature driven right yes. you find designs in nature and i've seen your pieces of jewelry i mean guys believe me i was awestruck when i saw uh, like uh, so there was this one piece of jewelry i guess it was a ring mm-hmm. and that was inspired from uh, i guess a cherry tree okay and how the cherry tree has leaves hanging and the cherries are all around and how uh, so there was this diagram i guess it was in your catalog somewhere and how you know this uh, this mm-hmm. ring was there in the between and leaves were coming out and then whole <laughs> ring had uh, i guess it was a ruby if i'm not wrong to say it was it was actually a rose not cherries Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, see, that's so that was the perception that I had. It was a beautifully designed ring out of this, and I was like, "Oh my god!" This just came out of this thing. And similarly, there was this one butterfly piece of jewelry. I don't know yes, if it was a yes, hair okay. clip or whatever. Was oh, it? It's a ring. It's a ring. It's a ring. Okay. So that was the ring, and then I was like, you know, this looks just amazing because on the drawing beneath it there was a. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This was a piece of uh, leaves and where the butterfly sits on flowers and everything. I'm like, wow, dude, this is insanely amazing. I couldn't see that coming. Like, legend, I couldn't see that coming. That was great, Lene. Like, that was really, really great. So, since we know that, you know, you drive a lot of inspiration from nature and you know all these part. Why don't you tell me, like, how has your uh, connection been with the nature and how did it really develop? So I am. I think I'm a girl uh, to like meant to be on the hills. Okay. I I love being in nature. I love uh, you know uh, the calmness and uh, being away from the hustle bustle of the city. Right. And you know I love my walks in the nature, my treks in the nature, okay. and I like my time quiet time alone. Okay. so you know just enjoying the small things and you know you generally tend to miss out on everyday basis mm. just just you know enjoying the sunrise and enjoying watching uh, you know all the creatures and all the flowers and the trees and everything so i just love to pick whatever i see from wherever around me you know mm. and uh, the butterfly ring was uh, a part of that you see okay. butterflies flying Right. and uh, you know it just it just struck to me it just occurred to me that you know maybe we can create a mechanism around that mm-hmm. uh, on a ring or mm. whatever you know that was like a very uh, vague idea that just crossed my mind and right. i started to work on it so we right. created a ring with a mechanism that you know when you move your fingers your butterfly right. is actually looking like it's flying Oh, the wings are moving. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So I think you're talking about the same ring. Yes, yes. I mean, I didn't know that there was a mechanism behind it, but now that I know it sounds really cool. Yes. So uh we we created that and the rose ring that you're talking about. So generally you see rose rings are, you know, uh, made in a way that you see different um uh petals in right. different uh, you know sizes and everything. So mm-hmm. I thought of creating you know like a set of leaves around it and show a flow of that so that the ring that you're talking about has a has a rose on top and the leaves are just like continuing the flow is continuing on the rest of the hand right so it covers the entire hand and oh. it looks absolutely beautiful it it looks like a statement making ring you know you can speak with your hands however you like <laughs> let your hands do the talking so oh, yeah. yeah that was the whole purpose behind creating that ring that when women talk you know the hands should move and they should speak mm-hmm. less <laughs> okay okay no, just kidding, just kidding. right right yeah but that's that's see guys that's the whole point about creativity I mean, and and a recent recent collection that we made uh, was called be yourself right. where we've taken inspiration from bees and how you know uh, we've created an entire collection around bees and beehives and stuff and mm-hmm. you know how aerodynamically the, the basically the thing is how aerodynamically a bee when it starts flying it just mm-hmm. flies without thinking where it has to fly right you know it's just being itself and it's just going direction where it has to go without thinking without looking left and right it does not look anywhere it just keeps flying right so that's the whole idea behind that that creating that line is that you know in your life uh-huh. wherever you want to go just go if you want to do it just do it without mm. seeing left and right without thinking who has to say what about it if you believe in it just do it <clears throat> okay okay so there was a very beautiful collection we designed around that right 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 Okay so when since we're talking about you know you're talking about this be philosophy and you're talking about just do it philosophy there's an observation that i had so when you mentioned that you know you took your first order of the you know of the neighbor and you also mentioned along with the price that you know uh, you didn't know anything about craftsmanship you were blank yet you picked up the order order mm-hmm. and then you figured out the way of doing it so that's exactly also a thing that many people say that you know just take up the work yeah. learn on the go and do it you'll figure so, out a way yes yes just so, just take it up don't say no to any opportunity that comes your way right right so that's exactly what i want to know more about that uh, this is the thing that's also called just do it mike says just do it right and so philosophy that is taken up in the entrepreneurship also so what Absolutely. is your just do it mindset if i really talk about and how so, what do you think about this mentality of just getting into it and in the in terms of entrepreneurship so basically it, that's how it's been for me from day one Mm-hmm. uh you know anything if i get a vibe if i if i see that i'm going to get some return in this mm-hmm. i just go ahead it's been from my first exhibition like again back then when i started uh i think 11 years ago the first year only when i uh started my own brand that that same year i thought of exhibiting in amdavad 
and there was this organizer who was persistently calling me asking me to come there and exhibit and i said i don't know a single soul in ahmedabad i have never been to ahmedabad mm. you know this is not making sense to me because there's a whole uh, cost added to it mm. i have to think of uh, you know the insurance the logistics the paperwork the gs not gst back then was vat right and uh, you know it's it's a it it's a high amount involved and i don't know anybody i don't know i don't know the market i don't know if people will buy hmm. and i took uh, a, a lot of uh, feedback from my friends and family and everybody said don't do it it doesn't make any sense huh. then something happened to me and i spoke to the ceo of that organization and he said ma'am just come once the way he said it i was convinced in one second i didn't listen to anybody i said we are doing a show and we did phenomenally well for our first show we closed like our orders in 3 days uh, our cost was 1 lakh rupees huh. of the entire show right uh, and we did a business of 50 lakh rupees wow yeah 50 lakhs yes 50 lakh rupees at a cost of 1 1 or 1.5 something like that and the uh, x return my god yes and it's been 11 years you know i i have built an amazing clientele in ahmedabad <laughs> and it's i feel i feel humbled you know in a way that i could do it but i'm mm. also so proud about it that i didn't know a single soul so i mean that's how you can you can make your connections right you know till you don't try it you will never know we have failed also many times hmm we have done you know exhibitions where we've spent a very huge amount of money hmm and we've done zero business okay but then we haven't stopped trying hmm of course you 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 know work around a budget for the year and you plan it you know hmm. strategize it absolutely but i've never given up and the hyderabad store also happened because of an exhibition because okay. i i we exhibited there we met uh, you know our partner who was then our client mm-hmm. and she picked up a piece of jewelry and then you know gradually she said why don't you design some pieces of jewelry for my daughter and then you know eventually she came up with this proposal of starting a store right so i think till you try it till you test waters you will never know what is in store for you mm. so no matter how much people keep telling you till date i do so many things and i keep trying so many things that people tell me what return do you see in it mm. i said i want to try it right you know it's in my mind and i want to try it because till i don't try it i'll just be restless thinking what mm. if i had mm. you know if i don't do it i'll just keep thinking why didn't i what if i try how will i know at least i try it and i know okay this was not meant for me move on hmm so i definitely believe in doing you know what comes to your mind yes you have to figure out everything around it you can't just be very lame and get into anything without understanding you know the logistics and understanding how it works hmm uh yes that's that that definitely has to be considered but if it it's a strong feeling within you if you if you think that you believe in it you should do it. whatever it is and even if you fail just get up and do it again it's okay right yeah okay whereas again you see now this is something you know i would love for you to pick up especially from neha because 
first of all she is doing a business which is not very out of the box yet she is doing very amazing okay because jewelry business has been there has been there there are plenty of jewelers out there making lakhs and crores and what not and then there are many entrepreneurs uh, coming up and you know trying to do with the new ideas i'm not saying that doing new ideas is a bad stuff but what what i'm trying to convey is that even if you're doing an age old business try to do it with innovation so try to come up with something that you know you make more money out of it and you if you, if you fail just keep doing it if that yeah. is what you go at just keep doing i've it. had so many failures it's not even funny i've had like nights of crying and sobbing and fights with everybody wanting to do what i want to do and failing and still doing it so yeah. yes unfortunately you know the you don't you don't see all that you just see the uh you know the very glamorous part of it right nobody sees what goes behind it's only when you do it you know what you're doing but it's all worth it at the end of it end of your journey it's just all worth it that's all about it i mean i you mean you're talking to you i'm just reminded of so many quotes right now so you know they say that uh, i read it somewhere also it was like uh the overnight success just looks overnight you don't you don't see the years behind that one overnight success oh yes absolutely so that's the whole thing i guess i was reading it for paytm vijay shekhar sharma his uh, i guess he made a statement where you know people were like that paytm got the biggest hit uh in terms of market when the demonetization happened Right. So he, that was the time he said that we have been there in the market since 2001 or probably 2000 something and it was 16 years later in 2015 when the 8th of november that demonetization happened and that too the government didn't really support them it was that ministers started using it directly and that is where you know started picking up right, so right. it wasn't the direct support that came up but 16 years down the lane that's when paytm happened Correct. So, so another quote I I like truly believe in is you uh, know when people see walls I see opportunities. Alright. So when people tell you don't do this, it's not worth it. And if you think you can do it, please go ahead and do it. Right, right, right. It's it's, it's again about the guy. And when we talk about walls, this one thing which I'm actually reminded of. I mean, it's it feels like we are playing code game Neha right now. But I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> so, uh, I have you watched Suits by the way? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then they know the Harvey thing that comes. If if there's a wall in front of you, you become the nail, or you find three six six five other ways to get the things done. Even if right. there's a bull gun at your head, right. you turn around the gun, you find three six six five other ways to get to it. So absolutely, just do it that way. Yeah, there's oh, a will, there's a way. In short, there's a will, there's a way. That's it, yeah. Okay, so now since we know about this part also, and we were talking about the creativity actually, and you mentioned that you like to you you like to stay around the nature and all that part. I would love to know Neha from you. your early ages from probably you know even before age uh, you know when you were 8 or 9 and all that part what was it that you used to do with the family where i could say that there's a connection between mm-hmm. you and the nature that's where it was established i think we used to go a lot within india back then okay. so of course back then were a lot of hill stations like mathiran mahableshwar mm-hmm. and you know your shimla masuri all those places mm-hmm. where there is like so much beauty around you mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me and you know back then there weren't so many cars and so much you know crowd and so many things happening so you can actually take a pause sit down with your family relax no phones 
no no tv i mean tv was there but nobody was like so big on tv or video games and things like that so right. it was like an amazing uh, you know quality time spent with family hmm. and going on different excursions with them you know your train rides and your treks and you know things like that and what is that called uh, cable cars and all <laughs> so you're just you're just making the most of what you see around you right the beauty around you the nature around you i remember mm-hmm. like snow in shimla and rohtang pass and things like that right and now people go to kashmir i unfortunately have never been to kashmir i look forward to going hopefully right. soon mm-hmm. but uh, yeah there is so much you know within india and uh, of course abroad also like i love europe and i like my personal preference is you know smaller towns in europe where i can just go and chill just you know have a nice meal somewhere and have a glass of wine and you know just look around and because i think that is the time you also look within yourself right uh, you are also taking a pause from everything around and thinking about what you really want to do reevaluate everything Mm-hmm. and you know think about how much time you give to a certain thing and how much time and energy should you actually invest in it right so those kind of breaks are very very important and nature helps me uh you know understand it better right okay so that's where we see the connection between nature and you happening and now we already know that you were a very creative person so in terms of creativity when i talk about was there anything else that you used to do during your school like you know dancing or yeah 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 dancing i i i, I dance till date so um i mean there's no connection but since it's come up i would like to mention it yeah. in 2019 uh you know i so for the longest time i had this thing that i never learned dance uh, uh-huh. professionally right uh, had i not been a designer i would have been a dancer okay and as a kid i i really used to dance and i i knew that back then there weren't so many opportunities in the industry and it wasn't you know taken uh, very well mm-hmm. you know by the families So now there are it's there's an amazing platform and there's an amazing exposure and so many opportunities but when I was a kid there wasn't much so in right. 2019 something got into me and I said I have to try this out I don't care I have to go okay. and learn dancing the new itch huh Sorry. the new itch yeah the new itch <laughs> yes and yes. I have still many more itches in line now <laughs> which are which have started Right. But, uh, yeah so in 2019 i i joined a dance class it was a professional dance academy okay and i joined it and uh, you know when i entered i was the oldest in my class uh i was 37 then mm-hmm. or 36 36 i was 36 uh-huh. then and the youngest kid was literally 18 and i was oh. oldest in the group and i started dancing with them and then the academy announced that you know there is a show that we are going to be doing mm-hmm. uh, you know in a, in a in an auditorium and it's going to be our annual show of the year and who who would like to participate and i just put my hand up saying you know i'm going to be there and nobody around me could understand why are you doing this now you know among all kids and stuff i said because i never did it and i don't want to mm. you know just grow old with that thought that i wanted to do it and i never did it right 
so yes i was the oldest i was behind like right behind and all the kids were in front but it's okay i'm very happy i did it mm-hmm. okay so you are a dancer also so i mean you dance uh you do you you definitely sketch well and art is there anything else that you would want to mention neha so i'm a lot into fitness okay and i love uh, you know doing different kinds of workouts okay yeah so that is going on and i'm and i've started learning tennis okay so and, neha is on a full on spree and so with my daughter i'm learning the keyboard okay so yeah and there's a lot going on along with jewelry and i i just wish to keep learning more and more i see i see so that means i'm i'm pretty sure even during your school you would have taken part in all the activities and you know being the same similar creative person that you are actually right? no i was very lazy in school <laughs> i was really lazy and okay. probably you know that's where it hit me now that i never did all these things dance yes of course i did but apart from that nothing else so i just feel it's it's never too late you know if you didn't do it back then do it now <laughs> okay so, yeah i get it so i mean so there's this still there's this connectivity between creativity and designs and everything but now that you know you have already mentioned that you come from a family business background so why don't tell me what your mother did i mean and what exactly your father's business is so uh my father was into construction uh now he's retired okay but for the longest time he was into construction of buildings and mm. you know commercial properties and residences okay <clears throat> and my mom was a housewife she was also a designer uh, uh you know she was into apparels okay and uh, recently she is also like her stopped because of some health issues and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, they've always motivated me you know uh to go ahead in life and you know prove yourself uh be very independent and somewhere even i want to prove it to my child that you know you need to be independent Right. and you have a large world out there to face hmm so it's very important to learn to be on your own and hmm. learn to fail right. most importantly please learn to fail because that's when you can really rise up absolutely yeah okay so that's so you know you can proudly say i got it from my mama <laughs> absolutely absolutely in fact you know i will always remember this and i thank them for this because right. of you know like since i mentioned that i was a spendthrift and i never valued money mm-hmm. i always used to you know keep uh, you know they always used to ask me for accounts how much did you spend where did mm-hmm. you spend why did you spend and all, i always used to you know act like a rebel saying don't ask me you've given me the money now let me spend it Huh. but of course after you start your own business and you have such huge responsibilities on you it's not mm. just you know uh, looking after yourself it's an entire team that you're looking after and their families as well because they right. are dependent on you right you know so it's all the overheads that you have to count the salaries the expenses and mm. still proving a point that you're not you know you are still doing you know making success of your business mm. you know you're not going into losses right so i think the whole balance has you know that has helped me balance my business okay. what i have kept hearing from childhood don't spend your don't spend your money makes money money makes money money makes money <laughs> save your money money makes money 
So my dad has been a self-made <clears throat> self-made man. Mm-hmm. Uh we've seen all the hardships. Uh you know, he started again he started very very young mm. all on his own. And um we've seen him fall and then we've seen him rise, but we've never seen him give up. Mm. Never ever seen him give up. Mm. So that has always inspired me. He's never been afraid of uh, you know, taking an opportunity. I think that's where I get it from him right. that I will first take it and then I'll decide how it it has to be done. Right. So I think that is something that I always had it with me, you know, I always picked it up from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter what he would not say a no. He would say I'll figure out a way, you know, mm-hmm. you just bring it on and I'll figure out a way. And I have always seen him grow because, and and he's always been very very true to his words. Like his commitment, there is nothing beyond his commitment. If he's committed something to you, it'll be done on that day at that time. So that is again something I follow very strictly in my business. Mm. That if I commit something to you, mm. no matter what happens, I will give that product and right. I will give that service to you. Right. So, and, you know, these are things that, you know, you work with uh, a lot of clarity with your clients, keep mm. a lot of transparency, don't cheat anybody. I've never seen him cheat. I've never seen, you know, anybody, I mean, in my mother also working, they've always worked with a lot of transparency mm. and, you know, build amazing relationships over the years. Mm. So all that has really helped me attain what I have. Mm. Okay. I'm, let me ask you this out of curiosity. How many times have you got this reality check from your dad? Don't ask me. I get Now also in COVID, I had certain ideas about starting a few uh-huh. things. Is there any time? Is there any time to think Okay. And how has your advice changed now? Now that you're married and you know your, your husband supports your law and now you... everything goes through my husband. Now Achha. nothing comes to me directly because I don't listen only anymore. 
सो आई मीन कॉन्वर्सेशन मज बी लाइक दिस नो कि नहीं पापा का फोन आया था पापा ने मना किया था सोच लो तुम क्या कहना इज इट लाइक दिस गट Right. I am very restless if I don't follow my gut. Oh my god, that's such a similar thing. Yeah, I have to do it. If I if I see it coming, I will do it. Hmm. If I believe in it, I will do it. You can say whatever you like, but I will do it. <laughs> yeah. I may fail, I may fall, I will hmm. learn from it. I will never repeat it again if I fall. Hmm. But I don't want that regret that I did not try. Right, right. I get it. Okay, since we're talking about this gut and everything, and we have already touched base on based on the part where you know we talked about you entering the market during the time when that was happening. I would also want to know this from you, Neha. That what is your opinion in terms of entrepreneurship, irrespective of the markets, that you you need to enter a market at a certain time. Do you really feel so that's important or do you feel your credibility or your talent is more important? Because you stepped in when Diamond was picking up and that really helped you, right? So no, but I, I wasn't aware that it was picking up. It was because of my passion that I got into the field. Mm-hmm. I, I got into the business and that's when I realized that there is the market is booming and it's an amazing opportunity. Okay. So when I was entering into it, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. and again i would say there are two ways of looking at it either you right. have the talent uh and you use that talent and you know people come looking for you for your talent mm-hmm. or else you find an opportunity and you just jump on the opportunity you know you tap it at the right time so there are two mm-hmm. ways of looking at it if you are exceptionally talented people mm-hmm. will come to you no matter mm-hmm. what the time is of course right. you know there are ups and downs in all businesses right but if you have that talent and you you know keep at it you keep growing uh, well and you keep doing it with consistency hmm i think you can really grow but be true to yourself be true to your business it's very hmm. important right. be true to people be transparent to people and where tapping on uh, you know at the right time is concerned yes so there are business minds who tap on certain opportunities at the right time so that works too mm-hmm. yeah i mean obviously like how you said paytm itna saal nahi chala it is after the demonetization it works mm-hmm. so that was the right time right right yeah but if you're talented if you have that you know creativity and that talent which is exceptional Mm-hmm. I think you are always going to grow, no matter what. Yes, you have to strategize it well. You have to, you know, be innovative also. If you're, I think, if it's a very, uh, how do I put it? Uh, you know, the market is like it's it's just there and it's uh, been there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a saturated market, and if you're mm-hmm. going on repeating the same thing which has been done over a period of time, nothing is going to work for you. You definitely have to be innovative, and yes, at the right time. So, like in COVID, like I said, we mm-hmm. tapped on many opportunities which worked well for us, mm-hmm. and it helped us sustain through COVID. And mm-hmm. even now, mm-hmm. like you know, with all our team and everybody, we supported everybody, and we are still supporting them. And Touchwood, you know, we didn't. 
find it uh, you know that bad for us to close down on anything of that sort we sail mm-hmm. through it and right. we will always sail through it so yes you have to be very creative with your you know strategies and uh, tap the market at the right time okay got it uh, now that you know <clears throat> well, we've got this insight from you neha i want you to tell me about you know the point where you were at the stage that freelancing khatam karke you were getting into this you know partnership the first partnership and us point pe bahut chhota sa question hai although gharwalon ne nahi bola beta naukri kar lo nahi actually mere dad ne bola tha ke aap gia jao basically usa jao there was okay. this course in gemological institute of america okay and he told me why don't you go and get your degree there okay that is the biggest 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 regret of my life not going to us yes or to Because, that institute to that institute okay nothing else because back then i think i was not ready to live alone mm-hmm. i was not ready to live away from my parents mm-hmm. uh, but yes if given an opportunity i will still take it up i can take it up now or any time given in the future okay because uh, you know when you work when you learn something on a digital i mean sorry international platform mm-hmm. it gives you a very different perspective Uh, in business mm-hmm. and uh, you know working very differently and on a very very professional level because eventually when you come down i think the difference here is we start locally in our mm-hmm. business at least mm-hmm. we have to learn things very locally and understand the markets locally and then you know uh, it's now that things have evolved but when you start it's a real struggle for you to stand out if you're not following the market locally following mm-hmm. the business pattern mm. so yes that was a very big regret i still have okay <laughs> only regret rather only regret only regret. okay okay i get it theek hai so now that neha you've told us about uh, you know the creativity the journey and everything i would want to know that you know what did you learn and how did your mindset got shaped after you got into the partnership the first partnership and the second partnership because after these two you stepped into your own business right so in my first partnership it was one person mm-hmm. and uh, you know i i took it as an opportunity where we could you know get more we could expand more and uh, you know look at uh, developing a bigger clientele doing more mm-hmm. business so mm-hmm. you know definitely your uh, work is divided your areas of uh, you know work are divided and you know two people look into two different things right uh, so yes uh, in that way it was uh, of great help and uh, i think when one supports the other it's it, you grow as a team Mm-hmm. uh definitely you have uh, you know different differences of opinions and uh, you know but that was like a very short period of time and then we got into partnership with two more people so we were in all four partners okay yeah so when the first showroom happened uh, we were four partners together and oh, wow. uh, yeah so two two people were of an older generation and two of us were the younger generation Mm-hmm. so definitely a lot of difference of differences of opinions happened in terms of you know market trends right uh, price points mm-hmm. uh, the kind of qualities uh, in uh, you know in different uh, of of raw material that should be used 
the right. different ways of marketing your brand uh, mm. and you know uh, we had to all of us had to respect each other's opinion and come to common points common grounds so right. so i definitely learned a lot of tolerance there and you know right. respecting uh, your partner's opinion and you know at the same point giving your views as well mm-hmm. and coming to a common conclusion you know like common grounds where it works well for everybody right so so that really helped me uh, understand really helped me firstly focus on one area one scope of work uh, which was like design like mm-hmm. i could really focus on design and i could o- also focus a lot on the sales sales strategy strategies and right. uh, us being the younger lot we were given you know that division uh, mm-hmm. whereas the older uh, generation was given more of the finance the accounts and you know the things like that Mm-hmm. so uh yes with when you work with people of uh, you know different age groups as well there's a lot of experience that you hear from them and understand and learn from them right so yes it uh, but also at the same time you can't i personally feel you can't really explore much mm-hmm. you know when there are so many people involved you have to make sure that you know it, there are not many clashes otherwise you really can't go on for a long time absolutely yeah so i think that's where i picked up you know being uh, patient and understanding the other person's point of view and mm. picking up the best from what they had to offer what they had to suggest you know what right. was best for the brand hmm yeah and at the same time given my inputs uh you know and even if they are not accepted you keep trying again <laughs> बात तो बना के छोड़ेंगे हम हाँ वो तो है ओके ओके नाउटिंगाटा This is not how it can work. I mean, you need to get back to the core why you got into this, and you need to look at the you know root cause as to why is this happening. And look you at the bigger be... picture. Right, yeah. right, right. So pick those things up, get back to the core, and see how the things could be mended. Because this is like uh, I what the way I see it personally is like those fights are a moment of leveling up. Absolutely, absolutely. so that's exactly when you level up and you know you enter the next phase okay now we are done with the one phase so that's very and I, i'll be very honest i've seen many partners coming up and directly telling me that we, in our business we see that we have to have a fight if you're not having a fight that's the whole problem okay oh the fights are really imp- yes i've had such people come and tell me and you know we sit down we talk to each other we asks ourselves ki kuch problem hai to batao nahi hai to you, you introspect hai. right you introspect yes. then that's when yes. you realize ki ha theek hai banda sahi bol raha hai right right so that is really important so do do that definitely okay so now that you know we've got that insight also from you neha and uh, 
you mentioned all the things but you know there was this one sweet thing you mentioned that uh, in your first partnership that at the point where you know the guy's father was pitching to get to the store and you know get the investments high and your dad come came in and pitched in that we'll also take a higher percentage yeah right yeah so what was it that you felt like at that point of time in terms of business should you do it is it a good thing is it a not or what was your take on that specific action so i had two thoughts running in my head at that time that mm-hmm. definitely we're looking at better returns if we're investing into the business mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day somewhere i knew that eventually i want to make my own build my own brand hmm. so i'm okay not investing right now let okay. me let me learn from this uh, you know let me get my first hand experience at this mm-hmm. and uh, you know let me take it gradually i've always believed in taking growth gradually not overnight no success overnight no shortcuts nothing i'm right. okay to do it the hard way i am okay to struggle but i want mm-hmm. to understand it well hmm. so i okay. am i'm glad it did not work out okay okay yeah. and since we're talking about the struggle and the hard ways you also mentioned that you know when you were running errands while while trying to find the right location doing the location recce negotiating the rent and getting the interiors done for your andheri store right, right. so at that point when you were actually running those errands did you actually have a thought that okay you know someday i'm going to do this and this is probably just a part of the journey absolutely any any thought like that absolutely i think somewhere at the back of my mind i was just preparing myself for it maybe not consciously but subconsciously uh-huh. it was there in in me you know it was there on my mind that okay when i have my own brand this is what i'm going to do and this is how i'm going to present it and this is how i'm going mm-hmm. to you know have the i would want the look to be like this and you mm-hmm. know things like that definitely okay okay so you had that mindset from the very very starting ages and completely setting up ki yaar ye aise chalega ha ye aise right okay 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 so now um, neha i would love to know that you know since you are such a creative person and definitely the complete business mindset that business runs in your veins being the sindhi and from the family as well right mm-hmm. i want to know, know that how has this creative pursuit helped you as an entrepreneur um it's helped me think out of the box for sure okay uh, so the creativity i think i would have in my design somewhere i have in my ideas of even you know operating a business hmm uh, where a person would run it as in a certain way i would think of how can i you know uh, function in a different way that will help you know catch the attention of a customer hmm so that is definitely help how i think of uh, you know being creative with my designs i think of creative ideas of marketing and you know hmm. pr and things like that and of of selling my products hmm. so that definitely helps you because in today's time and age if you're not trying out something that is you know if you if you just keep doing what's run of the mill you know what everybody else is doing you're just going to be where you are right Okay, so that's how your creative pursuit helps you in entrepreneurship. Nice. Okay, so Neha, let's do one quick rapid fire now. Okay. Rapid fire. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> it's okay. 
I told you the conversation is coming completely blank. Okay. Okay. So let's okay. do one rapid fire. Okay. So hmm. just pick one out of whatever I tell you. Okay. okay. Sure. So let's start. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Neha the designer or Neha the entrepreneur? Who would you choose? Designer. Okay. Neha the traveler or Neha the dancer? Traveler. Wow. One thing that satiates you as an entrepreneur. Any options? No. Okay. No options, but still, whatever things come first in your mind. The routine. The routine. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> that's see, when you're a creative person, you don't like to follow a routine. Hmm. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to. You, right. You have to have a certain discipline. You have to have a routine, and that's how you know things work for you. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Next thing. the person you run into in case of a goof up related to business um my dad <laughs> <laughs> okay one constant aspect that inspires neha the designer one sorry what one constant aspect that inspires neha the designer oh inspiring women you know there are many women who really inspire me their hardships really really inspire me to to go out of my comfort zone and do what i'm doing you know even mm. if i am designing something if i am used to designing a certain way and i mm. think of certain hardships and if i'm feeling i can't do this i just think of those hardships like damn i can do it right you know, let me let me get inspired from these women or these people I mean women right. more because we we have a lot of uh, how do i put it uh, you know roles to play mm. uh, apart from work you know so right. um i don't want to be biased here i'm sure right. a lot of men are also very uh, understanding and involved in in house uh, you know response home responsibilities mm-hmm. but it's more on the women hmm. so when i see other women doing it and doing things that are very uh, different than what other people are doing and they are really going out of their comfort zone to achieve it why can't i right so that really inspires me Okay, and since we're talking about this inspiration, yeah, Kash, I remember the exact dialogue. Yeah, that's why we said that MD ka, but it fit me. I'm gonna say that rapid fire dialogue. Acha, so your problem is here, but the point is this is this is no problem. This inspiration. So since yeah. we're talking about this inspiration, yeah, your inspiration is here, right? And since you've already mentioned that there was this instance wherein uh, the question arises that you, being a woman, there would be a day you will have to go, you will get married when you were getting to that partnership, right? Right. I would definitely want to know that what are the stereotypes that you have faced as an Indian woman entrepreneur along with this part, and how have you, you know? nailed them keep our answer first i would like to answer how nailed them okay by being available on a on a call 15 minutes after my delivery <laughs> <laughs> that's how i nailed them <laughs> here i am still uh-huh. very committed to my work i've delivered a baby but i'm still uh-huh. available on a call you can call uh-huh. me and solve that problem <laughs> Okay. and um, yeah okay so going back to the stereotypes right this being the major one you know don't uh, i don't think you should invest i don't think we should look at long term i think mm. you should first think about uh, you know where you getting married whether you're going to be in india whether you're going to be abroad whether mm. you know your husband and your family in laws would like 
you to work after marriage hmm. or would they really support you whether be it you know the emotional support or the financial hmm. support how are you going hmm. to manage the financial support all by yourself you hmm. know whether your parents will support you and uh, even if you get married then what then why do you want to continue another stereotype is you come from a you know wealthy background why hmm. do you need to do it hmm. uh, another thing i kept hearing for a very long time is you must be doing it for pocket money like why would i be doing like working so hard for pocket money <laughs> i'm like no no uh, your father's a rich man you know you must be uh, doing it for pocket money i said no uh, i don't take money from my father <laughs> i like to do it on my own of course i did uh, take money from him uh, but those right. are for the more expensive things you know right. Right, right. And eventually, I knew that I want to reach a point where I want mm. to be extremely independent. Right. And I want to be able to take care of myself, mm. to you know, to kind of be a role model to my child as well, to you know, child or children or whatever. Mm. That this is not how it works. When you are finally understanding the value of money, you are mm. only going to value it if you go through the struggle. <clears throat> mm. If you're going to get it all easy, if you're going to get it all on a platter, serve to you, mm. how are mm. you going to value it? Mm. The discipline is going to come with the hard work. The discipline is going to come with, you know, I think the struggle also. Mm. And I think one thing connects to the other, and that's how you achieve it all. So yes, these are the stereotypes I heard. And then again, after you have a baby, why don't you take a break? Let your mm. child grow, and mm. then you know you start working. Hmm. let me tell you i got back to work in 2 months after my delivery uh yes it was it was not all day of work right. it was a uh, one hour of coming to work but right. it was 24 hours being on the phone oh my god yeah so that was the time where i was again you know working on uh, different business models that hmm. i could still keep you know my business uh, i mean i could still sustain being at right. home i'm 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 at home but like how do i sustain my business you right. know so those were things i used to work on being at home i used mm. to work on concepts on designs mm. and then i would i would train my team to do it also okay. yes so then they would take it from there and i would be available on a call any any after sales service i'm available on a call any problem with pricing i'm available on a call any problem with the piece or any confusion anywhere i'm always available on a call that was the time i was building new concepts i was participating in different design uh, mm -hmm. you know uh, challenges and awards and things like that so right. that was that was the time i was preparing myself and you know this friend came up to me and by the time my daughter was 2 years old she delivered a child and she said how do you do it i don't understand how do you do it you're working all the time and i i am a very very active mother like i'm very right. actively involved with my child's activities and everything of course mm -hmm. again it's my support system is very strong without them mm -hmm. i can't do anything but i'm mm -hmm. still very active so mm -hmm. she asked me how do you do it mm -hmm. i said a lot can happen if you don't sleep <laughs> my goodness so where you know my whole family would be after my life that sleep when your child is sleeping hmm i would rather work when she sleeps 
and uh, I think that's how I've made it because I'm still here and I'm still growing and I still have plans mm. and my child is also growing. My wife. <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm telling you, I know, I'm just one thing that happens. Always, whoever sleeps, he sleeps. Neha, Neha is like literally proving it right now. When do you really sleep? Yeah, I want to know. When do you sleep? I sleep in the nights. It's not like I don't sleep, but I also watch like a lot of Netflix and stuff. I also work yeah. in the nights, so okay. I get my six seven hours. It's okay, good enough. It's still, but I mean, I'm the complex. Okay, but tell me, what's up? So honestly, I mean, I, I am a person who hates sleeping. To be honestly, I hate sleeping because for me, sleep is like a wastage of time. Absolutely, it's, especially it's, day it's, sleeping. I don't understand Aray. sleeping in the day. That too is next level shit, but it's like I hate sleeping overall. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like itna time waste, itna time waste. Six or seven hours, it's like bad. But then I'm like, when the body comes up, like, "Beta, please." So yeah. that's the point. I'm like, okay, I'm majboori hori hai. But yeah. it's like honestly, guys, I don't prefer sleeping. And then some of my friends would come in and tell, "Ratak, we'll get insomnia," and then you'll be like, "I need some sleep." So I've been at stages where you know I am like please I need some sleep because my body is so drained. So that's like but still salute to you Nia salute. I Thank want you. to learn this thing how to work without sleeping. <laughs> no no I do I do need my sleep. I need seven hours of my sleep and I need the night sleep. I'm mm. okay waking up early. I'm okay waking uh, sleeping late, but I need those. I need to cover up those seven hours at mm. night definitely. Yeah. Because uh, there's a whole lot that goes on, you know, right from morning till night. Absolutely, I can completely understand. Because, guys, I mean, this is something I would love to tell entrepreneurs openly, and I have had words with plenty of them. Uh, I've heard this thing, and many initial entrepreneurs, what we do is that even I have done this. We would wake up the whole night, you know, wait, then uh, then get back up uh, late in the morning. That's Honest, that's a shitty schedule because with time you'll realize that your clients or the people you're working with they are coming in early morning. Absolutely. If you don't have sleep, you're losing on to clients, you're losing on to calls, and you're losing on to a lot of stuff out there. Absolutely. Uh, so the best thing to do is really wake up early in the morning and then get your day started head on because what really happens? Let's say when if you wake up at four <coughs> or five, mm-hmm. four is the best thing to do. If you wake up at four, really no one is going to be awake at the at that point. Uh, I was just coming to that. If you can get some me time in the morning, is the the best time before all you know everything the hustle bustle starts around you right. everybody needs you you need that one hour of your me time in the morning to really introspect to really i would say meditate and you know uh, schedule your day on you know how you want to go about things and how you want mm. to cover up everything all the backlog or how you want to plan your you know uh, work ahead every every single thing Right, and that really helps a lot. And believe me, that's also that that one hour, one to two hours is like nobody else is gonna be awake. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who are waking up, they won't disturb you because they don't want to get disturbed at that point of time. True. Secondly, other ones are going back to sleep. <laughs> they won't call you. <laughs> that's, true, that's true. That's that's the thing. But yes, I would also want to know Neha that you know since we're talking about these stereotypes and you're talking about your sleep schedule and your child and everything. It is. It is also believed that you know it's very difficult for entrepreneurial women to maintain a work personal life balance. Right. So how have you challenged this stereotype and came against it? So I think what I really compromise on is my social life. Okay. Uh, I would put it that way. Not my family life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, of course. I mean, 
in a way yes but not to an extent that you know uh, i would rather compromise on my social life than my family life mm-hmm. i would rather spend time with my daughter and my husband than go out uh, every night or every second night or something yes i do need that as well but that's okay once in a while like i'd mm-hmm. rather look at my schedule the next day or my daughter's schedule mm-hmm. and plan it accordingly right 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 yeah, yeah. okay again you know this is this is really really good to know from you right you know because i can really see the change and guys believe me you should see you should see observe and probably be a part of this change for yourself also that uh, how neha has changed from being that oh, you know uh, I, what should i say I, i need to find a word from being that free bird to the spent carefree soul exactly that carefree soul to becoming that you know a uh, manager managerial person who is taking care of each and every stuff and that's where exactly the entrepreneur kicks in absolutely this is the thing that you need to find okay so i think when you uh, you know want to do it all on your own uh, mm. just consider that you don't have a choice mm. you have to do it and everything will fall into place because when it's on your head that okay i don't have anybody so in that way i think i was very lucky that mm. i came from a non jewelry background mm. because i got nothing uh, you know served on a platter mm. i was never spoon fed mm. so uh, i think the struggle really got me where i am and i i i actually appreciate that that's 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 the whole thing about it that's actually the whole thing struggle teaches you the lessons yeah 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 okay so neha like you know for many people working with celebrities is like their dreams and that's like the big break and all thing of that sort and i think that raising to that level is actually synonymous to success okay so now that you've already been there and you are there how do you perceive success oh uh, well uh, yes it is is it's a it's a great part of your success mm-hmm. uh, if you can reach there and you know uh, people at a certain level if they are convinced to adorn your jewelry and you know if it if it you know flatters them then definitely you're doing something right right and you know there is something to uh, pat your back for huh. definitely uh but yes there is a there is a lot of hardship even you know behind that it's not mm. easy to get there it's mm. not that hunky dory it's not that glamorous Hmm. Uh, I think everything has its pros and cons as well. Hmm. But it's I think it it really feels great to know that you are being loved by them for sure. Your product is being loved loved by them. That's that's the whole love you anyone would be needing. <laughs> they would be dying for. Well, yeah, no, I mean, uh, they also are at a certain stature, right? So they're not going okay. to just. Uh, get into anything or just tie up with anybody or wear anybody's jewelry mm-hmm. it has to be to their taste absolutely yeah yeah so that's that's completely understandable and since we're talking about the hardships neha mm-hmm. i want you to talk about that one failure that one big failure that you have faced right which comes to your mind the first thing when i say failure and how you coped up with it how you came across it how you what you learned from it um so when i got into the partnership for 3 years 
बिकॉज ऑफ अ लॉट ऑफ डिफरेंसेस इन ओपिनियन यू नो फोर ऑफ आर्स हैड वेन आई डिसाइड टू मूव ऑन फ्रॉम देयर आई एक्चुअली फेल्ट आई वेंट थ्री ईयर्स बैक यू नो इंस्टेड ऑफ गोइंग फॉरवर्ड आई वेंट थ्री ईयर्स बैक सो आई हैड टू काइंड ऑफ री डू एवरीथिंग एंड री लर्न एवरीथिंग लाइक फ्रॉम आई डेंट आई मीन टू बी ऑनेस्ट देर वॉज नॉट मच फॉर मी टू डू देर एंड नॉट मच फॉर मी टू लर्न बिकॉज फर्स्टली वी वर फॉर फर्स्ट सो यू नो द the work was divided right yeah. and if you are doing one thing you are going on doing that thing so mm. no matter how much you want to really respect the other person's opinion and you don't have much of a say because you're not an equal partner in the firm right i think somewhere i held back to a lot of my ideas where you know they were kind of buried mm. so you know you somehow just uh, blank out with what you want to do and mm. that's when when i when i got out of there i was completely blank and it was a it was a real struggle to for me to restart everything like i actually felt going back 3 years i was much faster when i started you know before joining them mm. and then those 3 years i slowed down and then i again had to restart everything right so yes that was very very difficult Okay, so that's that's the learning, guys. That you can definitely pick. And of course, you know, well. in our industry, what happens is finance plays a very very important role, right? Because the product itself is so expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, no matter how much you invest and whatever amount your capital, the kind of capital you invest, it it always looks less, right? So that is an ongoing struggle that will always be. <laughs> and you know for an entrepreneur i think uh, yeah that that is a very big challenge so okay yeah i get it yeah. now tell me neha what is your biggest fear my biggest fear yes your biggest fear uh nothing i mean not that i can think of okay in terms of entrepreneurship anything Oh, just trying to give you a base. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I mean, uh, biggest fear. Yes, uh, I am kind of technologically challenged. You know, where mm. I have to compare myself to younger generations. Hmm. So coping up with that is like a kind of fear, but I, I like. I think I managed to do it. I'm a little, uh, probably mm. a little slower, but right. it's okay. I, I manage. So, I mean, it's okay. not really that big a fear. I get it. I get it. Yeah, because you know, technology is changing every single day, hmm. and uh, but you have to be in the game. Yes. And you have to know that you have to be there. So just that's, coping up with there, with all of that, is kind of difficult. But it's not mm-hmm. that bad. Not that bad because that's where exactly the evolution is happening. No. Correct. 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 Right. So now, have you ever been through a moment or an experience in your journey, right? which has like changed you completely uh change me as what anything let's say something happened you were something before that experience and after that you were like okay fuck that shit i'm changing this thing 
I am changed now. Something like that. I think I've just become very, very cautious with finances. Okay. Like I said, I was I I was a spendthrift. I used to splurge. I used to go all out. Mm-hmm. And once I have understood the business very well and how it works and how an entrepreneur should work, mm-hmm. I think I've become very very conscious about that part. And I have burnt my hands several times, mm-hmm. so that has made me even more conscious. But that is uh, you know in terms of dealing with people or. you know uh working your way out tackling mm-hmm. tackling situations in a way that you are still getting your money out and mm-hmm. you know not spoiling relations right yes. yeah but not like one instance i think it's happened over a period of time with a lot of different different instances and experiences okay yeah okay okay i completely get that right so neha uh one quick one are you money minded money minded no okay Can i mean i would i would love to have money but uh, <coughs> i mean uh, that's just a kick you know it's not to really show anybody that i have it uh-huh. it's not i'm not like uh, like crazy about it or anything of that sort mm-hmm. uh my thing is life is in life is i want to set a goal and i want to achieve it and i want to rise higher and set a goal higher than that and i want to achieve that and just go further higher on in life okay yeah that's nice so it's that's the goal good. it's achieving mm-hmm. the goal that gives me a kick after all the failures after right. all the struggle and i love to learn i think yeah. i i love learning from different people from different experiences and i don't ever want that to stop okay that's that's nice so that's like again you know I'm a huge Harvey fan, so it's like I don't have dreams. I've got goals. Now it's on to next one. Right, <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe it's like you know, like Elon Musk. Okay, I just got. I just became richest person. Nice. Get back to work. <laughs> that's 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 how it's like about it. But yes, Neha, this is like hugely amazing. Like the kind of thing that you've built. I would. This is one specific question that is like. taking me for a huge huge amounts of time sure. and uh, i would want to know your opinion on this and it's like kind of a mantra also probably but still tell me so neha it's very evident that you know you come from a affluent family and you know there there have been times where which you have used it to support you right it's it's been a huge support system but then there are going to be a lot of people out there who want to get into the similar industry and they might not be coming from an affluent family but they want to start so what piece of advice would you give them in the similar industry that how they can start even without having a fair share of money right so uh, you know when i when i told you my first order was on a sketch and without right. investment right i think you can always start small okay you can always start small uh, i can speak from uh, like my industry uh mm-hmm. from within my industry there are a lot of people and in terms of support i have got the initial support after that i have built it myself all by myself definitely definitely so uh yes but but that initial support was extremely important and yeah. you know helpful but mm-hmm. uh, people who cannot do it i think there are still many platforms uh, like digitalization is like the most amazing thing that has happened if you mm-hmm. put your work out there there are a lot of people who are looking to invest who mm. are you know when you have these startups people are looking to invest in those startups mm. but what is very important is for you to be consistent 
you know you might have an idea today you might you might not know how to execute it hmm. so you it's very important for you to exactly have a business plan to know how to execute that and to be consistent with that right you know that is i think one thing very very important and uh, i think you know whenever you fail you have to have that ability to find solutions for it rather than giving up so again these are things that really help and that have helped me and a lot of people i also know around me for whom finances have been a major challenge mm-hmm. but i think if you start small you 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 know kind of play it safe initially and mm-hmm. see how it goes rather than jumping onto something very big mm-hmm. of course you get an opportunity you see how it works for you well and good but mm-hmm. you know jumping blindly into something and then not being uh, you know held uh, not wanting to uh, be responsible for that you know right. that is not right you you get into something you have to understand the responsibility behind it okay. that is very very important you need to be answerable for it right correct right. yeah okay now as you mentioned you know a couple of minutes back that you have become more financially sound sound as in uh, in terms of literacy cautious. right how to use it and you have become more cautious right. so what are your investment plans how do you invest your money because i'm pretty sure that you would be investing somehow and somewhere Right. how do you generally do it so i i invest a lot in shares okay and i also reinvest a lot in my own business okay yes because like i said it you know uh, uh gold has an amazing investment return mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. over a period of time it only grows further right. and further mm-hmm. so yeah these are the two things i really invest in okay and probably this is going to be the last question because i guess i'm totally <laughs> done with questions right now <laughs> so now you have designed jewelry for all the all the people out there hena uh-huh. and uh, you have designed it according to their taste if i have to ask you what type of jewelry goes by your taste what is your personal preference personal taste solitaires solitaires i love big diamonds i think okay. a lot of women out there love big diamonds uh-huh. and but i don't like anything very simple i like to add my touch to it right but the size has to be big <laughs> okay okay that's that's, that's nice yeah that's really really nice like i love big rings <laughs> and but i also like trendy pieces like very recently i designed charms for apple watches oh you know i customize them with initials and different kind of uh, affirmations and different kind of symbols Seriously? yes right like behind uh, at the back on of the, the watch, watch. Uh, so on the strap you can uh, you know fix a charm on the strap which would have your initial with a symbol that you believe in or an affirmation that you believe in like hope believe grateful you have your initial you have like a tiara wow. next to it you have a heart wow. next to it so i have done a lot of these things even for like normal uh, metal strap watches uh-huh. where you add charms we've done a lot of bracelets with different kind of charms which would have your birthstone your birth date engraved into something 
you know, mm-hmm. your lover's initials or your child's initials and mm-hmm. symbols that you all believe in. It could be religious. It could be something very personal. So a mm-hmm. lot of personalization is what we've done recently. And I love playing around with that. So even if you go on our Instagram page till our uh, website is launched, you will uh-huh. see a lot of such pieces. And they're very, very affordable. We start at a range of 15,000. Wow. Yeah, from 15,000 to 40, 50,000. This is the range we follow for such kind of pieces in real gold and diamonds. Great, yeah. That's really great, guys. I mean, I am lured to the Apple Watch personalization because a huge Apple fan, to be very honest. Huge Apple fan. I would love to create something for you as well. I would love to get that done. Genuinely, I would love to get that done. But I'm looking to buy a new watch right now. So kind of working towards it. So yes. So, but yes, guys, this is amazing thing. Yeah, amazing thing. I just hope my brother doesn't get to know about this. (laughs) I I think I can reach out to him. That's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, if you, if I, you know, I was just thinking about the because I checked out the celebrities that you know you made the jewelry and the jewelry pieces that you made, like the Priyanka Chopra, the long earring that you made, right? Right, right, right. And all those things. I was just wondering, ki, which celebrity was it the most difficult to work with? Actually, celebrities are not difficult to work with. Sometimes the assistants. Are. <laughs> Celebs are really nice to talk to and really nice to deal with, to be honest oh. with you. Yeah, I have not uh, encountered any such uh, problem with anybody. But yeah, sometimes it's the assistants. Okay. And who was the most amazing to work and for? Amazing to work? Priyanka. Most yes. amazing. Most amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very sweet. Very sweet. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's great, yeah. That's but great. I think all of them, I mean, mm-hmm. but if you ask my favorite, yeah, Priyanka. I mean, I guess Priyanka is one of the favorite women for many. I mean, look right? at the amazing work she's doing, yeah. That's that's the exact reason. I mean, I adore her for being the entrepreneur that she is, for being the actor that she is, and how she's managing everything out there. It's crazy, it's like... Absolutely. Crazy. And, and in a different country. Not even your own country. Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole thing. So I just idolize her a lot on that front. A lot. And I'm looking forward to reading her memoir that has just come out. Right. So Same and I'm just looking forward to it. But yes. So I guess Neha, you know, actually done with questions. Nothing is left that <laughs> I would want to ask from you. It's been really, really nice knowing this. Anything else that you would want to tell? I mean, any experience, any anecdote, which you really remember, which you're really fond of? Um, I mean, I would just like to say that, you know, um, when you, I mean, it's important to look at the bigger picture in life, but there are a lot of small things around you that teach you a lot. You know, it could just be a small vendor from the industry. It could just be somebody working for you. It could be anything very small. Like for me, because you know i don't have any family involved i think my team is my family a lot of people from within the industry are my family and they have really helped me learn a lot Hmm. so you know when you meet such people you feel so amazing that you have a family within your fraternity right and you should give it back to them as well So I think that is something that I have learned from them and that is something I would like to share 
that you know uh, people from within the fraternity have really helped me a lot without having to you know expecting anything in return hmm. you know just when you see somebody growing in business if you mm-hmm. see somebody wanting to get established and you see that you know that chutzpa in them to do it hmm. you know it's nice when you have somebody there for you without having any relation right. without being from the family or without being a friend they're just there for you because they see that spark in you <laughs> and they want to help you out right. so i think that is something i would really really appreciate from all the people who helped me within the industry and my team because i learn a lot from my team as well everybody right. comes from different backgrounds everybody you know uh, comes with certain learning and certain knowledge and mm. it's amazing to not only impart your knowledge but learn from them as well so yeah i am really hoping your team listens to the full podcast please do so <laughs> Yeah, I hope so too. No, no, this is this is really amazing. So, guys, you know we are really at the end of the podcast. Okay, so for for some of the few things that I would love to point out, and I would want all of you to pick up from, you know, Neha, is that primarily when you find your niche, when you find your kick, go for it. Secondly, just do it. If you think so, it can work. Just do it. Follow the guide and get the thing done. Remember the B. right remember the beat it doesn't have the direction or i it just flies away it finds the directions on its own Absolutely. i guess i just put it up right right you have to do that secondly take those hits take the chances do not let yourself down right and next thing which i really really appreciate and i would love for you guys to you know appreciate is that you know how neha has taken the support in a positive direction like genuinely putting all those stereotype aside that she comes from a rich family she comes from a wealthy family but how she is taking that up you need to pick that up it doesn't really matters if the family is rich or not what matters is that you have to face that struggle or you know you just have to go through it and probably be the first millionaire in the family just go for it so these are the few things which i can really think of right now which are the things that i am picking up and yes managing the family and personal time bhai sahab so much ye to main kasam se yaad rakhunga sone se pehle nahi aise hi so much raat ko so please you need to get your sleep extra extra so right but then yeah kasam se yaad rakhne wala yeah so this is just something that i would love to love for you guys to pick up and definitely the, again a myth breaker right you know she may has going to be too expensive na baba na she is affordable totally thing. value go. for money totally, totally value. value for money go out the website is going to go live nehalulajewelry.com right absolutely going live within one week do check that out get yourself some stuff get your wives girlfriends mothers sisters और भी कोई हो मुबली मुबली बहन सम योर क्रश प्रोबेबली आई वुड से नो अदर वे टू इंप्रेस अ क्रश विद दिस थिंग ज्वेलरी आई वुड से आई थिंक यू शुड बी द फर्स्ट वन टू स्टार्ट माय गॉड आई डोंट हैव क्रशेस राइट नाउ आई एम सिंगल एज फक आई डोंट हैव एनी थिंग आई मीन ऑनेस्टली टाइम बचता गया अच्छा टाइम ही नहीं बचता ओके थोड़ा सो जाता हूँ 
So, but yes, I would like, definitely love to do this for my mother and get some pieces. So yes, looking forward to it, Neha, and wishing you all the very best to the website and the customizations and the global stores that you're coming up with. So very, very best of luck. And with that, I would want to thank you once again for coming on the show. It was a, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Arthur. I really had a good time. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm glad I could go back in time and remember everything and, you know, just feel so good about each and every stage of my life, my professional life. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. Once I'm in Bombay, I would love to, you know, come and see you visit the yes. store and everything. It will be a pleasure to meet you. Same, yeah. Looking forward to it. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you. I hope that you're able to take back something insightful from this podcast and apply it in your life to be a better version of yourself and add to your Dhandoni search. If you know someone whom you think should feature on my podcast and has a very inspiring entrepreneurial journey, then do drop me a DM on my Instagram S-A-R-T-H-A-K-V-A-R-S-H-N-E-Y Sarthak Varshne. Yeah, that's me. I'm the founder of SV Clicks and SV Clicks is the producer of this show. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn as well with the same name. If you are willing to listen to more of such unheard, inspiring stories of the entrepreneurs, then don't forget to follow us by pressing that follow button on your podcast screen. Thank you for being such an amazing audience. Keep learning, keep growing. We'll be back soon. See ya.